And welcome to another edition of Podcast Live. That's P O G C A S T L I V E, your favorite podcast where we look at the trending agenda. And of course, today there is no other agenda than Chelsea. And it's been a rather controversial week for the Blues uh, after winning against Luton Town. Frank Lampard, less than 24 hours later, has been given the sack. And we are hearing reports that Tuchel would be confirmed as the new coach of the Blues. And that's our agenda for today. And uh, the podcasters or the agenda, agendalists, as we do call it here, would be looking at Frank Lampard and his time at Chelsea. Was it really a fair decision to let go of the Englishman, especially at this time? And then we'll be looking at Thomas Tuchel going forward, what he brings on board and whether this Chelsea job it's a good decision for the German coach to be making at this time. My name is Ari Kwampofo and I'll be joined by Justin Owen, Joseph Achin, Joseph Boateng, Samuel Banyan, Mike Lawson, and Dan Godwin. And uh, it's a wonderful uh, panel that I do have here. It's a pleasure to have you guys here. Let me start with the Chelsea fan, Justin. Uh, you heard the news of Frank Lampard being sacked. First of all, what, what were your initial remarks on that decision by Abramovich? Oh, well, um, <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. I actually thought he should have been sacked um, long ago. Maybe it's actually, he has, he has, he has actually um, stayed on quite longer than I thought due to his results. Because as you know, Roman Abramovich is an oriented-based guy. If you're not doing the work, he'll let you go. But I think Lampard had the legendary protocol, so then he stayed on for quite a bit. I'm very indifferent because things weren't going well. And I believe it's actually the best thing for Chelsea to do. Keep Leave all the sentiments out of Charlie. Just move on. Mm, but um, on my side, on my side, I think Chelsea sacking Lampard should serve as a very big warning sign to other clubs, never to promote intents to a CEO position. Um, <laughs> ever since Pep Guardiola um, won all its Barcelona. Ever since Pep Guardiola won it all with Barcelona, there, there has been this ugly trend where inexperienced managers, inexperienced legends take charge of team. I think it would be good if these legends go through the drill from youth coach, assistant coach, then, uh, like, you see the progression. But uh, This one... Uh, uh, Lampard is just at Chelsea because of uh, lobbying by Redknapp and favoritism and 
uh, like it doesn't work that way. If you Number, are not tactical uh, enough, <laughs> do not coach like Chelsea and them kind of teams. So I think for uh, Lampard, he took a job he, he wasn't pre- he wasn't prepared for, and it was just a matter of time that uh, he was going to be exposed by the results. So, uh, oh, but Achin, I, 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 I you know why? Do you and, know? Do you know why? I'm, uh, a, I'm a bit longer than. I, I, I do your point. Do you know why it's a bit ironic? Because you're a Real Madrid fan, but you have to acknowledge that this same model was what Real Madrid used to win three UCLs in a row. You, you had Zidane, wasn't he also an the, intern? The thing with Real Madrid, oh no, the thing with Real Madrid was that Zinedine Zidane went through the drill. He was a Castilla coach. He was an assistant under uh, Ancelotti. He he. He actually took time to learn, learn, but Frank Lampard got that derby county job uh, by virtue, uh, like after that job, now straight to Chelsea. No preparation, whatever. But uh, like this thing of uh, promoting legends, it's uh, like it actually calls into question a lot of things. Why is so. so that one day, I agree. One of these I agree. Top jobs. Is, is he black? Yes, he is black. Is, is that the reason? Another uh, uh, a racism topic for like another day. But I think uh, Lampard is a beneficiary of a uh, white speech because he 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 actually like existed more than usual, and I think that is something that must be that we should create. Can I? Can I can I come can I come? No, Justin, Justin, I have a specific question for you, Justin. So if if you take let me let me let me okay. Yeah. You can come back to that, but on your second, you know, attempt, I want you to look at this question and then I'll spread over to the uh, team of panelists as well. If you take a closer look at the statement released by Chelsea, specifically what Abramovich said to Lampard. And you look at Lampard's statement also that he released after he was sacked. You can find middle ground and see that this is not really a decision both of them wanted but had to take. And there's there's that feeling of empathy that, you know, I love you, but you have to go because there's pressure. Mm. To what extent do you think the fans have really contributed to this? Is this really a decision that Chelsea would have made without the pressure of the fans? Oh, yes, very, very much so. Because reading previous articles, um, they've been stating how um, Chelsea, um, Abramovich has been very, very observant. He has been very observant with results from previous managers or his managers every time. They said that he could even watch a win and feel like the win isn't convincing enough and gives his thoughts about what he feels like he feels um, can be done better in a game. So then I I personally believe that it wasn't it wasn't um the pressure from the fans, but then it was pressure from it was what his results were 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 bringing and apparently. Abramovich was very angry with the Man City loss. And that's and 
that and that game after playing well for 15 minutes and just um zoning out for the rest of the first half it's it's actually a good it's actually a good ground to sack Lampard. And uh, I want to address actually this thing um earlier thoughts. I personally believe Lampard got the job because no coach um that Chelsea wanted then was willing to take over um without getting a transfer window. That was one of the major things that attributed to Lampard taking the job because he felt like oh he could work without um with a transfer ban and actually um, get them going. So I think that was one of the reasons why I actually got that job. I think we I think with Frank Lampard, right? Um with you know how Pep and Zidane are I don't know if you agree with me that they are anomalies, but to me I think that Pep and Zidane had no right, right? To win all the trophies they had, they had won with that level of experience that they had, and so I think that looking at what Pepin and Zidane have done right now is sort of every every team or or a lot of teams are trying to aim for that kind of you know like yeah they are sort of trying their luck so that in bring out the best results for them. That's why I think happened with Frank like. Chelsea were just taking a chance and hoping that, hey, maybe this could be our next step or our next Zidane, who knows? So that's why I think the Lampard appointment like was like that, that's just my view. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. But. Okay. Um, can I come in? Yeah, with Ray, um, your question about if um fan pressure influenced the decision on Lampard. Um if you look at um, the track record of Abramovich and his tolerance level, I don't think it has, it doesn't, I mean, the fans inf- can influence his decision, but it doesn't look like they have too much say in who or what time he sacks any manager. If you look at Ancelotti, at the time he was sacked, I'm very sure um, even um, a lot of the fans were even against um, sacking Ancelotti because that was a rash decision. He was actually doing very well. Maybe he slacked a little bit in his second season, but then he did a lot of good. That should have given him some protocol. If Lampard did what Ancelotti did at that time, he would still be in the job. So... Regarding um, fan influence on the coaches' um, time at the club, I don't think they have they have too much say. That's that's an interesting point. Let me come to you, Joseph Martin. If you look at what Owen was meant talking about, the track record, now Lampard becomes the 10th manager to be sacked by Abramovich in his era. And what that means is that Chelsea have now racked up to almost £150 million in severance fees uh, for sacked coaches. Is this really a good business model to run a club by? We know that it's brought them success. But in the long run, do you foresee this bringing more success 
or Chelsea have to accommodate managers at some point? Okay. Um, well, from this whole um, Lampard losing his job, I don't know, but Chelsea have made one thing clear to me, to everyone in the football world, is that standards actually matter. That's what I'm getting from this. Because it seems like a lot of these football clubs, right, they've been appointing these former players. And to me, it, I see it as a form of emotional doping. You are trying to get some uh, someone into the club that you know has a connection with the fans so that it can give you leeway. But then Chelsea have shown from this dismissal that the standards still matter in this, like, in this club. So, and if you actually watch with this sacking model that Chelsea have, right? Chelsea have been the most successful English club from the period that Abramovich took over up till now. So, it's there, there is actually factual evidence to prove that this model, if you want to be successful or if your aim is to be an ambitious, successful club, it works. So, I think me, I, I applaud, I applaud Chelsea for doing it. I hope some other clubs will also take notes because we are we are tired. That, that's interesting. And I have a feeling that, that point is a bit personal there regarding <laughs> Arsenal. It is about Chelsea. And uh, let me come to you, Eugene. Uh, we've spoken so far about Frank Lampard and whether the sack was really justifiable and whether, you know, it was fair on his behalf. Do you think a club legend like Lampard getting sacked just suggests that Chelsea are really never going to look long-term with any coach? There's never going to be a possibility of a Pep Guardiola or a Sir Alex Ferguson. And it's just really thrown away, uh, you know, longevity at this club when it comes to management. Um, Pep is not a, it's not a very good example, first of all. I don't think Pep has, has had any long-term projects so far. So maybe Pep is not the best of examples there. But yeah, to to just answer you. So I think it's something that has worked for him since he took over the club. That's um, the... Aman Abramovich. I think since he took over from 2004, he's had this model where he, he, changes, he changes coaches two years, every two years, every three years. And for him to change it, it would mean it would have to stop bringing in the results that he's searching for. So so I think so until that happens, it's not something he's, he's, he's going to change because they say if it ends broken, you don't, you don't fix it right. So he keeps on doing it because it works. And until it proves not to, I don't think it's something that he'll stop. And it doesn't cost him to do it or it doesn't hurt his pocket that much. That's why he keeps on doing it. So until maybe if this new guy comes in and he doesn't improve on Frankie, then maybe he can consider it and think that it's time to go long-term. But until... It does. It's not something he's going to. He's going to change from. That's what I think. So he's doing it because it works. 
Okay, we'll be moving to two shells shortly. But before we do that, let me just give all of you an opportunity to really tell me what the true level of Frank Lampard is. And, you know, now that he's left the Chelsea job, where does he really move from here? Um, okay. Okay. Okay, you, you go first, Joseph. Okay, um... With Lampard, I think he's actually a decent coach, still learning clearly. But one question I would personally like to know, or one answer I would like to know personally is the transfer, the the players that Chelsea acquired during the summer window, how much input did he have? And how many of those players were suggestions from him? That's just something I'll leave in the air. But, but where do you where do you think he goes as a coach? Where does he does he go back to the championship? Does he go to Scotland like we're hearing, or does he just take a sabbatical? Oh, I think things in his favor. He's white. He's British, so he'll probably land himself a, a, a good job that he doesn't deserve. But then, I don't think he will go back into the championship. Some yeah. table club might take a chance on him. Or you you go to Celtic or those kind of big big clubs, but they are not in the top top European leagues. That's what I think would happen to him. But personally, I think he should just humble himself, go go back to grassroots and learn the street. He was doing something interesting at Derby. I don't know why he rushed himself into taking this big jump and then setting himself. Personally, I also I like the Celtic move. It's interesting. He can learn a lot there. Rogers clearly went and rebranded himself in Celtic, so maybe my work for Lampard. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll have a Lampard with Gerard. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess think Lampard should become an assistant coach at Ipswich Town. He should start from like grass, like from the. I see, like, <laughs> these days, it'd be pride. You know, understand, go back to, to assistant coach. I just hope he's not feeling like he's been hard done by, like, he should take it in good faith. This suck. I hope there's no one telling him that Chelsea have, have wronged him in some way by sucking him. He deserved it. That's the first thing he has to tell himself that, yo, I didn't do a good enough job. And and I deserve to be sacked, so I need to actually go go and learn. That's the first thing he needs he needs to do. But if he takes, if he listens to his friends in the press, the the Gary, uh, those friends that, that are just trying to champion a cause of what 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 that they have their friend has been sacked and it's not fair. If he pays any heed to that, I don't think that would that would help him. That's interesting. Uh, let, let's look at his replacement now, Thomas Tuchel, and he comes off the back of arguably uh, his best achievement, I would say, in his coaching career, being able to assemble all these egos at Paris Saint-Germain and take them so close to their first ever Champions League. I know he won the Pokal with Dortmund, took Mainz uh, to the Europa League, and yeah, it's probably arguable that I think Paris Saint-Germain reaching the Champions League final is his biggest achievement as a coach. But is he really the man for the job, specifically given the context that we have? Mid-season, team in slump, low in confidence, dressing room a bit broken. 
does he really have what it takes to fix this Chelsea side? So to let be me, fair, to be to be to be fair, um, I haven't I haven't really followed Tatchell much, um, but what I would say is um, from Tatchell's um, stint at PSG, he's shown um, his man, his man, his man management skills, and he's and um, from how from the dressing room conflict. From the dressing room conflicts that um, and sh- uh, that went on at Chelsea towards the end of Lampard's reign, um, I feel like he's the perfect re- replacement for Lampard because they need they, they need he needs to get a hold of that dressing room first. And um, there are too many egos currently with the new signings coming in and with a bloated squad and with pressure for players for uh, for the big to start the big stars in every game. So I think mm-hmm. him coming in, he'll first have to steady the ship, um, relax, try and make sure that um, all the stars, all the stars in the team are flowing together. And from then on, he can begin to implement the system that he wants to to implement. So I think it's the best move for Chelsea at this point. Oh. Mm. Personally. He's always fine to do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I think I, I, I wouldn't even get to the character aspect of him because that one is a whole other episode. But I'll just focus on his coaching and his styles. Chelsea fans, you need to brace yourself because Tucho, one thing I will say about him is he loves to experiment. He has about 10 systems probably in his head already. He wants to try. So pray he finds the right formula right now because if he doesn't, it's going to be an ass now. Another Arsenal situation when Emery was there, when he had so many systems every single game. So just brace yourselves to show. Hmm. It is it is simple. He should just dismantle the so-called core at Chelsea now uh, of Jorginho, Kovacic, Rudiger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Papa Ben. Kepa, how how can Kepa be? Influential I think, in the side. Marcos Alonso. Ah. Then times it be check, then Lampard, then Drogba, then they control dressing room. These people were people who could win with a coach saying, hey, come on, guys, go and play football. It's not Jorginho. Jorginho, when did Jorginho start playing football that he has commanded so much power in a dressing room? He should just try and get rid of this dead wood and just I don't, focus I don't know on moving the team on. politics in Chelsea, to be frank, but me, I think that they couldn't have done any worse after Lampard. Me, the the, the problems at Chelsea for for me at least was a purely coaching problem. The ball, no, they couldn't. They just couldn't play it. So I think Thomas, me, I'll call him Thomas for just just. <laughs> Thomas will help in that, in that regard. He will just he will improve he will improve their play, and you actually build a system that 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 should allow the players to play. So now it will it will depend on the players now to to show that like they are also they are also 
decent enough to actually play and and win games because I think Frank was not helping them by the by his by his tactics and the and the and and the instructions he was giving them because apparently Kepa to say even a good part to said he didn't get plenty of foot. needed Frank to tell him to catch the ball before he could catch the ball. Hopefully, Titi or Thomas will tell Kepa to catch the ball so that Kepa can catch the ball and Chelsea can play again because Frank was not doing a very good coaching job. So, so I don't know about how he would he would control the dressing room or which which players are power there and whatnot. But then I think he will improve their their football fundamentally. Well, one last one last area on uh, Thomas Tuchel before we wrap it up. Uh, we've seen how he loves to thrive on possession, slow build-up, and how that has worked for his advanced midfielders. Uh, he brought the best out of Mark Royce and Dortmund. I, th- I think arguably he did see you know good enough moments with Neymar as well. Now the owners really lies on him with Kai Havertz. Do we think? he can somehow find a way of making us witness the harvest that we saw at Bayer Leverkusen again. Or we've given up. A Herculean task. I think that, I think, I think it's possible, but then at, at what cost? You're going to build a whole team around one player? I mean, it's too, he doesn't really have the talent. I, I, like let's let's ask let's ask ourselves this question, okay? Which player at Chelsea is Marco Reus or Neymar level? I think that that's a good place to start from. For me, yeah. I believe like like star power really counts in 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 modern day football. Apart from like that Leicester anomaly where they had to win the league, okay? Um, City, Liverpool. Basically, all the top teams in the world rely heavily, to, or to a large extent, they, they rely a lot on star, on, on star power. And so, when you look at this Chelsea team, okay, I, I don't see anybody threatening, like, like, like when, when you take PSG and Neymar, or you take Barca and Leo Messi, or you take Juve and Ronaldo, and you go to Chelsea and it's Missing Mount, so I don't know. He, I, I don't know if you guys get my drift, but like I don't, I don't see to, to Thomas. <laughs> I don't see Thomas like doing anything without that kind of like star power, like that 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 one individual who can like turn the game around. Or oh, I don't know, is it Christian? Yeah, 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 yeah disrespecting Tommy Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> Of you to think is not about to turn into prime prime canoe. <laughs> yeah, I think Tammy will suffer the most though. But you see, uh, Chelsea uh Chelsea will probably have the third best maybe some back to differ. You swear my United team is the best he's ever seen. But Chelsea's team of Chelsea's team of paper should be top three at least. So I don't think he needs a Neymar or, or, or an Mbappe to get to. With the team that Frank had, his target, I'm sure he was at least bare minimum 
they were they thought he would finish like top three easily. They, they didn't expect this kind of in the, no, but in the you... period they win games. They thought at least that the games that they expected to win should they they shouldn't be sweating to beat the likes of what Southampton uh, those teams like they have enough players they have enough good players to be able to beat those teams with ease. That's what I think just to quickly touch on that's the thing that I that's the thing that I find that, that to me would be the most intriguing. Will Tusho be able to play both the Harvard guy and Mount in midfield? Because I, to me, I think they are the same type of player. Not, the, I'm interested in seeing how he balanced it. They are not the same type of player. Harvest and Mount couldn't be further apart in terms of how they play. Charlie. Mount is all pressing, high speed energy. Harvard plays like plays like he's, he's he's in a dance class, some ballet class. B. He's a different kind of player. I don't, so so depends on what Thomas wants to do. If if he's still going to go, he he also likes to play the high tempo, high pressing game, right? So. Um, it probably means there's no place for Havertz, but I'm sure the Chelsea directors will not like that. So he will probably be forced to find a way to incorporate them because that's supposedly why he's been he's been brought in because yeah. he's German and he can speak German with Havertz and 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 bring him back to life. We all we also don't know what Havertz can can. Can really do can oh habits and mouth to me there is suicide and that's what I think but wow well maybe we'll see <laughs> certainly we would see there and uh, that's how we'll be wrapping up today's episode uh, we talked about Thomas Tuchel and that's because he is likely to be the next Chelsea manager after Frank Lampard has been sacked by the Blues for Thomas Tuchel I remember after he was sacked by Dortmund he went into a bit of a sabbatical where he studied a lot of football different languages German, French and English so he's been ready for the job and we'll see what he brings on board of course we'll be always here ready to pounce when things go well or do not go too well with Thomas Tuchel and then his new side Chelsea uh, but of course this was Podcast Live you can follow us on social media at P-O-G-C-A-S-T L-I-V-E to get more details from our page and get the latest agenda as well my name is Eric Wampofo and that's how we wrap up today's episode <laughs>